Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the Mind Wealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about all kinds of things. This week, we are going to be talking about people-pleasing. We are going to get into some of the whys of it and how to start being more honest with your time. First of all, we need to know, why are you a people-pleaser? And do you put the needs of others above your own needs? And are we talking needs here, not wants? This lack of prioritizing or self-advocating can lead to self-sacrifice or self-neglect. So, let's talk about it. Here are a few signs that might lead you to know if you have the tendency for people-pleasing. First, you have a difficult time saying no to someone, even if the thing that they are asking you to do is not something you actually want to do, or in fact puts you in a bad spot. You find yourself preoccupied with what other people think of you. You dress a certain way to appease other people, rather than wearing what makes you happy. You worry about things you say or interactions you've had long after they're done. You feel guilt when you do tell people no, or that you cannot make time, or you cannot go to something or do something that they want from you. You fear that those times you do say no to people, they will assign meaning to your no. They will believe that you are selfish or rude. You struggle with feelings of low self-esteem. This could be in looks or personality. You believe that doing things for people will gain favor in their eyes. You frequently find yourself apologizing. I'm sorry. You take the blame for things that aren't even your fault to appease the situation. You do not have time for the things that you want to do because you're so busy doing things for other people. You neglect things that you need in order to do things for other people. You pretend to agree with people, even if you do not actually feel the same way. These are just a few of the signs that you might be a people pleaser. And if you find yourself saying yes to more of these than not, let's talk about maybe why you find yourself putting others' needs over your own. Self-esteem being low is one of the first reasons you might find yourself trying to appease others. If you do not value your own self or your desires, you may find yourself putting others above what you need, believing that external validation will help you find peace, when really you're just putting yourself farther down the list, causing more chaos and less peace like you had intended. Insecurity is another reason you might be a people pleaser. When you lack the security within yourself to know that you are valued, you find yourself placing your worth into other people's hands. And that can come in the act of overdoing things or doing things for the people around you in order to feel like you were useful or well thought of. Perfectionism is yet another thing. It's the need for wanting things to be just so. And the downside of this is wanting control over situations or people that you do not have control over. This leaves you feeling anxious and the things that won't go the way that you want them to. And that your ideal outcome may not be achieved so it's easier to achieve things for others. Past experiences. If you are a victim of abuse, trauma, or even just painful or difficult situations, you may try and steer clear of triggering people to cause strong reactions. It's easier to move through your life without having to have hard conversations, and this could lead you down the road of people-pleasing to achieve the road of least resistance. Now, you may fall under one of these reasons for people-pleasing, or you may not, but you still find yourself signing up for things that you don't even really want to do. So let's talk about building boundaries and giving yourself enough credit to say no in situations that you want to say no in. 
Let's first cover setting boundaries. What are boundaries, you ask? Well, it's basically a list of things you're willing and not willing to give your time to for this instance. You'll need to figure out what those are for yourself before you can start enforcing them. Say someone has asked you to help them with a project at work because their plate is full, and you say, sure, I don't mind lending a hand. And that one yes leads them to asking you to take on more and more of the work on this project, and now you're basically doing the whole thing. Well, boundaries in this example are you saying something like, Sure, Sue, I don't mind helping you out for the last hour of my day for a week in a total of five hours that I'm willing to put towards this project. Then, when Sue asks you for more time, you let her know, I agreed to helping you for the last hour of my day for the week, and I'm sorry, but that's all the time I have for this project. If you're still struggling, try asking another coworker, like Brandon. I just cannot take on any more things right now. In this situation, you have set a clear boundary and stuck to it. Now, let's talk about another situation that might not be as straightforward. Say, you and a group of friends meet up at the bar after work for drinks, and you've driven a couple of your friends there. It's getting later and later in the evening, and you're feeling ready to go home because you still have work in the morning. But you don't want to make your friends leave the party if they want to stay. In this case, it's best to be honest and let the group know that you're ready to leave. Let your friends know that you're willing to drive them home now, or if they want to stay, that they need to find their own way maybe with one of your other friends, or a car service. Now, in most cases, good friend groups will be totally okay with this. They'll want you to hang out, and they might ask you, you know, hey, are you sure? But they won't hold it against you. However, you might get that spicy friend who says, no way, you can't leave. You brought me, and I don't want to leave yet. Well, this is their choice. They have the autonomy over their own actions, but they don't have the autonomy over yours. You can go whenever you're ready to go and they can stay. You do not have to stay to make sure that they get home safely. They are adults, they can make their own choices, and the consequences they suffer because of those choices, be it a headache tomorrow or being late to work, those consequences are their own, not yours. While these seem like kind of big asks to start off with, let's step it back and talk about starting small. While those are some pretty big and bold boundaries that we just discussed, there are examples of what you'll be able to do in the future if you keep maintaining yourself first. A smaller place to start would be retraining yourself and your habits. And as you train yourself, you retrain the people around you on how to treat you and what your new boundaries are going to look like. Simple and easy ways to do this are to say no to a text request that doesn't suit your needs. Ask for something that you need instead of just figuring it out on your own or going without. Or actually giving your honest opinion in a situation or a conversation, instead of staying quiet. Each time you put in the work in these small steps, you'll start to gain confidence and work up to the bigger steps in making space for yourself and the things that you want. Setting goals is another way to push back on your people-pleasing tendencies. When you have a firm grasp on the expectations you have for yourself and your time, you are less likely to give it away at the drop of a hat. And if you start to notice that certain things in your life are taking away from the time that you want to put towards your goals, then you can clearly see that there's an issue that needs to be addressed. In this case, either your goal needs adjusting or your time needs refocusing. Simple as that. When you take this time to figure out what you value and what you want to accomplish with your time, you'll find yourself start to want to say no to things that don't fit into your version of life. And that, my dear friends, is a beautiful thing. Another way to relieve the tendency for saying yes immediately to a request is to stall for time. 
We all have those friends who come out of nowhere asking for something that we don't really want to give. Instead of saying yes right away, start asking questions before you answer. You could start asking questions like, how much time do you think this project will take? How long do you think we'll be gone on this excursion? And even if you can't think of a question to ask in retort that quickly, just say, could I have a minute to think about this? Or even just taking a pause before responding. By giving yourself a moment to process the request, you're so much more likely to respond in a way that suits what you actually want to do. Also, before you give your answer, ask yourself, do I really have time for this? Is this really going to fit into my plan of how I want this day to go? While you're pausing to think about why or why not, you might decline or accept this invitation. Another way to help put yourself first is to assess who the request is coming from. Take time to parse out, when I'm asked for things from a certain person, is it always a one-way street? When I need help, are they suddenly too busy to assist? Do you feel like they always ask you for help instead of leaning on other people because they know you're an easy ask? Do you feel like there is manipulation involved? Do they flatter you or specifically ask you in front of others to make you more likely to accept? Really consider all angles of the request, and if it's something that you still want to do, go ahead and accept. But if not, politely decline. Do not make excuses. Let me repeat that. There is no need to make an excuse. Just simply say no. Don't blame other obligations. Don't allow people to poke and prod your reasonings for not wanting to do the thing. When you give excuses, all you're doing is giving them a chance to alter their request so you feel obligated to accept. When giving your no, try and be as decisive as possible. And remember that no is a full sentence. If they still believe that they're entitled to more information, just simply say, no thank you. And remember that relationships are about reciprocity. All relationships require give and take. Sometimes you could be giving more or taking more. And as long as the street goes both ways, that's okay. Keep doing things on your own terms. Keep standing up and saying no when you need to. Help where you can, but don't run yourself ragged. You do not have to give up being kind and thoughtful. Just also be mindful of your kindness and thoughtfulness to yourself. The most important thing to consider is why you're doing what you're doing. If the attentions behind your actions are motivated by outside forces, like making other people like you or hoping to be included, maybe consider saying no. But if you find yourself genuinely saying yes, get out there and do it. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you want to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Bye!